Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts well another big lie so our whole show is exposing lies and uh, this one is from the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. You know, that, uh, that little bald guy who uh, acts like uh, Biden's concierge? He looks like Jeff Bezos to me. He does. I, an even smaller version. <laughs> um, it, you go back uh, about a year, and there was this uh, famous scene at the border where it showed the Border Patrol agents on horses. And the way they were waving the reins of the horse... In the air, it looked like they were whipping the migrants. Well, that was completely false, and Mayorkas knew that. And we're going to talk now to uh, Brandon Judd. And uh, Brandon is uh, president of the National Border Patrol Council. Let's get him on the air here. Brandon, how are you? Dude, a smaller version of Jeff Bezos. That was funny. (laughs) That was seriously funny. (laughs) Thank you. I'm doing good, thanks. So, so uh, explain what was uh, the big reveal today about what Mayorkas knew. Look, look I, I can't tell you how upset I am. The fact that he withheld information from the American people to stoke the flames. He said in that press conference, he said that those images um, evoked uh, memories of the worst past in our history. You know, systemic racism, yada, yada, yada. When he knew. Two hours before he went on that press conference, he knew that the photographer specifically said nobody was whipped. Nobody was struck. Nobody was hit. There were no policy violations. But he goes there and he stokes the flames 
and he withholds information from the people. That clearly shows you that this administration does not want to have us in honest conversation. This administration does not want people to be able to make up their own opinions based upon all the facts. They withheld. And by withholding it, he lied to them. That is disqualifying. He should be impeached. Lying to the American public, that is perjuring yourself. That is a high crime or misdemeanor, and he should be impeached. The, the photographer is Paul Ratchie, and he relayed to one of Mayorkas staffers that, quote, I've never seen them whip anyone. He was swinging the reins, but it could be misconstrued when you're looking at the picture. And then that, that staffer sent an email to Mayorkas less than three hours before the press conference. Yeah, yeah, he knew. Again, he knew. But you have to look at what this administration does. This administration feeds all of the anger of these open border activists. When you look at the West Wing of the White House right now, the vast majority of the people that are in there, they're act- they come from activist backgrounds. Look at the political appointees that are in DHS right now. They come from activist backgrounds. They want open borders, and that's why we're seeing um, what's going on. Uh, today, we know that President Biden is not running this country. We, you know, I, when he says that I don't care what my people say, that clearly shows that they're the ones that are making the decisions. Um, and and these people are, are so far left that it's not even funny. And they want to feed into all of this public anger about law enforcement. It's not just the Border Patrol. It's law enforcement as a whole. Um, but the Border Patrol, we, we take the brunt of it because they're constantly vilifying us. AOC saying that we're running concentration camps. By the way, the same facilities that Obama um, built. Um, you know, th- that's what they constantly do. They constantly try to vilify us. And I believe that they're doing it because they don't want us to do our job. They know darn good and well that when they say these things, it's going to give every single one of us, all agents, pause when we go out, when we put that uniform on, on whether or not we're actually going to perform our duty. Biden at the time said there will be consequences. It's an embarrassment. But beyond an embarrassment, it's dangerous. It's wrong. Uh, Kamala Harris said it reminded her of the times it reminded her of the times of slavery. I mean, the rhetoric was at an extreme, extreme high pitch. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, they were playing this to the hilt. Biden said the horses were barely running them over and people being strapped. He said this out loud. Is he is he knowingly lying? Was he completely misled, or is he senile? No, no, he wasn't misled. Look, look, <laughs> I was very, very close to the Trump administration. I know the information um, that the president gets is, is the most up-to-date information and very, very quick. Um, they get information. They knew, they knew from the beginning that the agents did nothing wrong. They knew that. But they also knew that they weren't going to be fact-checked for nearly a year later, they knew that the evidence was not going to come out for a long time. And so now the mainstream media completely ignores it. You know, I'm, I'm thankful that radio shows like, your, like yourself, you're covering it. You're giving the, 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 the people all of the information so that they can, they can form those opinions. But the administration knew that they were going to be able to lie up front, knowing that the evidence wasn't going to come out for, for over a year later, and then everybody would have forgotten about it. Yeah, and by the way, we should point out those agents were placed on administrative leave, then investigated, and even though they were cleared of the whipping, they were still punished for endangering migrants. I guess was the charge. They 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 have been proposed um, discipline. You know, thank goodness my attorneys right now they are defending them. 
they're going to go through and they're going to rip apart this administration. They're going to rip apart the investigation, and they're going to show that these agents did nothing wrong. I expect that when it goes to an independent third party, they will be exonerated and their personnel files will be cleared. But in the meantime, their careers have been destroyed. They have not been able to to take any um, um, career-enhancing assignments. They haven't been able to do any of those things that other agents would do. Their careers have effectively been destroyed regardless of what happens now. You know, and, and what's, what's most disgusting about this, Biden got up there and he accused them of a, a, a felony. That's what he accused them of. But he knew that he could not control the criminal process. He could control the administrative investigation, and that's what he did. He had executive branch employees investigate these individuals. He didn't appoint an independent investigating entity. He had executive branch employees investigate these employees. So, of course, they found some some wrongdoing. And and, and what was the wrongdoing? The catch-all. Unprofessional conduct. Seriously? They were sent out there to do that job, and now they're, they're being accused of unprofessional conduct. Yeah, all they were doing was crowd control. It was kind of like crazy there. They were sent out. Think about, think about the position that they were put in. They were sent out with 10,000 people at their backs. We never send agents out to, to be divided um, by people that are violating the laws. They had 10,000 people at their backs. They had several hundred people that were crossing the river. They were specifically told, do not allow more people to cross the river. Do not allow them in because we already have 10,000 people under this bridge. That's what they went out there to do. And so, of course, when they're trying to, they're giving these people lawful commands, stop, don't run. When they're running, yeah, they're trying to get in front of them so that they can't further their entry into the United States. That's what they were doing. They were doing their job. But because of the pictures and because of all of the anger from from the leftist media and all of the leftist activists, of course, Biden comes out there and you know, accuses them of something that they didn't do. This is getting so dangerous and destructive. You have the left wing activists on the loose in the White House, uh, a president who's literally asleep. And then the media amplifies all these crazy lies and stories. How do how does anybody combat this? I, I don't know, because obviously we haven't done a good job yet. Um, we're, we're, we're trying. I mean, you, you've got to use social media. Um, you've got to get out and speak with people like yourselves. Um, you know, we, we do the best that we possibly can. Unfortunately, the vast majority, you know, I, I, I travel the country doing an awful lot of things, an awful lot of places, and I talk to people all the time, and it's amazing that they have no idea what's going on on the southwest border. The vast majority of the public that I speak with, they have no clue what's this, going on on the southwest border. This whipping story was so overcovered, and what's undercovered, Brand, I mean, the fiscal year just ended. We're seeing numbers like 2.1 million migrant encounters during the last year. I mean, that's like off the charts. We're, we're, on, pace, we're on pace right now for 2.5 million, almost 2.6 million people right now they're giving us no new operations policies or programs here's the problem they took a calculated risk that this issue was not going to hurt them in the midterms that was the that they they calculated that that the american people wouldn't know about it if they win the midterms if if the democrats retain the senate they're going to say see we they would they will have been justified in their uh only because 90 percent of the media Decided not exactly. to cover the issue outside of Fox News. Exactly. 
They got, they got Bill Belugin carrying the, the water all day, filing all the reports. Yep. Nobody else in the media yep. is bothering. Yep. And, and, and by the way, we send out advisories to the media all the time, letting them know. We sent out, we sent out to the media that in, in, in the Tucson sector, the largest sector in the entire nation, only 20% of the resources are out patrolling the border right now. As you and I speak right now, only 20% of Border Patrol resources are patrolling the border. We're having gotaways that, that, are, that are astronomical right now. In one station yesterday, we only apprehended 32% of the known entries. Who knows what the known, uh, I'm sorry, who knows what the unknown gotaways are, but the gotaways were two-thirds of the people that entered the country illegally that we know of. Well, all right, Brandon, thank you so much for coming on again. I appreciate your passion, and a lot more people need to hear you. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Brandon Judd is president of the National Border Patrol Council. That is the Union for Border Patrol Agents. And, of course, the story yeah. today, the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, a staffer, was informed by email or emailed Mayorkas to tell him there was no whipping of the migrants last year in Texas. So the Tucson agents. office sends uh, all these uh, media alerts, right? And the leftist uh, reporters and editors and assignment editors ignore it. They refuse to report any border news. And they didn't do sense. a hell of a lot of coverage many months later when the agents were cleared of whipping. There no, wasn't a lot didn't. of stories on no, that. No, because everybody runs propaganda now. Everybody runs advocacy outlets. For, the, for this woke progressive movement. And it doesn't fit, then you don't no. do the story. But you did you it. notice we have three stories in a row, and there's a pattern here. We had Newsom lying about the oil companies. We had uh, Newsom lying about the crime rise really is going on in red states when it's yes. the Democratic cities in those red states. And now you have this, where, where uh, Mayorkas and Biden and Kamala Harris were lying about the photo of the uh, Border Patrol agents whipping the migrants. In all three cases, all three groups of politicians knew that it was a lie, but the attitude is, let's put the lie out there. The media is not going to confront us about it, not contradict us. And by the time the truth comes out, weeks, months, years later, nobody's going to care. Worked all three times. All right, more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, well, uh, Joe Biden is uh, coming to town sometime uh, soon. He's on his way, actually, from Colorado. We were just talking to Brandon Judd with the National Border Patrol Council. That's the president of the Union for the Border Patrol Agents about the Homeland Security Secretary uh, being told that the Haitian migrants were not whipped a year ago uh, in Texas when that whole situation was unfolding. And yet he went ahead with the narrative that uh, we got to investigate this. It looks horrible. Anyway, uh, Biden was in, in Colorado in Vail, some sort of Western land preservation event. And people are wondering, you know, if you want to come to this part of the country, you want to go see what's going on at the U.S.-Mexico border in the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, this is what we've been talking about, but he doesn't go there. Instead, he wants to look at it, and he said today, to stand here on the edge of a cliff in the Rio Grande to know, you know, look at one thing, and it's just, there's not many cliffs, but then head up to the Grand Canyon. It's a cathedral. I mean, it doesn't, you're trying to read this like a transcript? It makes no sense. Oh, we should get the audio of this. 
I mean, like it takes your breath there. away. I've climbed it from the river up, and I've looked at it from the top down. It's breathtaking. He's climbed it. I don't think until you see some of these things do you understand why it's so important to continue to preserve. Yeah, yeah. they they declared, uh, I don't know how many thousands of uh, acres off limits to any sort of drilling or mining. Right. And they're going to preserve it as a national monument so people can hike, or at least... And the Post and- wrote this in the New York Post. is puzzled because... Uh, the Rio Grande, but when he talked about the Grand Canyon, that's the Colorado River, which winds through the Grand Canyon. It's not the Rio Grande. So we're not clear what <laughs> well, Biden okay. was talking Wait, about. Go back to what Brandon Judd said. The reality is Biden is not running his White House. He's not. He has these activists. They're not far off these activists. These, these are the college-educated version of the crazies you see screaming at City Hall. They're all on the same spectrum together. All right, the ones at City Hall, they don't work, probably didn't go to college, they got nothing to do, they, but, but, but they belong to all these loose anarchy groups in the city, mm-hmm. uh, like Daniel Gus was discussing earlier. These, these groups that have thousands of people following them online, and they could put together a few hundred people to show up at City Hall and disrupt a meeting. On the other end, but it's the same spectrum, are Ivy League college-educated fanatics who, uh, you know, the worship... They worship the environmental gods. That's their religion. And their religion, there's the those who worship, worship the uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion religion. There are those who worship the, uh, the uh, climate change religion. These guys, these women, they're inside the White House. They're pushing this policy. So is the chief of staff. So are people like Mayorkas, the secretaries. Biden barely knows what's going on. You could see from the, the story about the, the, the immigrants getting whipped by the Border Patrol agents on horseback. It never happened. They knew it never happened. They went with it anyway. What kind of person does that? What kind of person intentionally destroys the careers of innocent Border Patrol agents? Fanatics. Crazy activists. They've infested L.A. government. They've infested Sacramento. They've infested Washington, D.C. Their claims, their policies have no connection to reality. But they have the numbers right now in those little environments, and they have all the energy. That's what being a fanatic is, boundless energy. Now, New York City has been dealing with the migrant buses. As we've talked about, a lot of Venezuelans have made their way to New York City from places like Texas. It's a story today that the schools are getting overwhelmed, 5,500 migrants are joining the school and at one particular of the schools in Manhattan at one particular Manhattan public school they only have one certified bilingual teacher yet most of the student migrant students are getting do not speak any English and a lot of the teachers in the classrooms are ending up in don't speak any Spanish um, the idea and it was a brilliant idea although it comes from uh, a long history of people suggesting this behind the Texas governor's move to send these migrants to places like New York City was to show these Democrat progressive-run cities what it's like to take on this many migrants at once. And they overwhelm social services. They can't find a place to house them. They overwhelm the schools. You have to understand we cannot have an open border. That's their message. 
It's distorted, of course, by uh, most of the progressive media, which doesn't cover it that way, just calling it a callous act. Right. It's just Be- terrible. It's they're, inhumane. They're, but- because they're advocates. They're activists. They're not media. They're not reporters. They're activists. So everything gets twisted. Everything goes into a blender and comes out upside down and backwards. Now. But instead, this is the reality, and this is what border towns in Arizona and Texas are facing, this influx. So, you know, just trying to spread it around the country, what's wrong with that? Oh, I think what Abbott and DeSantis are doing is a genius maneuver. Absolutely genius. And it caught, it caught the, the, the mayors of these cities completely flat-footed and embarrassed, looking and you like heard stinking what Brandon Judd said, 2.6 million people. I mean, what are you going to do with them? They can't all end up in El Paso, Texas. And again, we've pointed out that Democrat mayor has been shipping migrants around the country, too. But that gets no coverage. Oh, oh, here's the, this. I don't know if you saw this. New York Post broke this this afternoon. Uh, uh, there's a swanky Midtown Man- Manhattan hotel. Four star. Uh, it's called Row NYC in Times Square. And uh, it is now the home for migrant families. It's a shelter. yeah. Hundreds of them. 200 migrant families. Uh, $400 a night, the hotel. It has more than a thousand rooms. All right. When we come back, well, it's happened again. Thanks to Sacramento politicians who rejiggered the laws in 2018. So people who commit really heinous crimes, but they're under 18, they had a chance for earlier release. That happened. The individual we're going to talk about got his early release, and now he's charged with murder. Johnny Ken KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All the uh, corrupt uh, jackholes on the LA City Council talking about uh, Nuri Martinez's resignation. One of them on the right side of the screen is uh, Paul Coretz, who uh, has a gigantic mask on his face, which Ooh. completely covers his nose right to the bridge of his eyeglasses. And all the way down to cover all his chins that uh, yeah. dangle beneath his... Uh... Chin bags. Oh, yeah. He's, he's got a huge chin bag, and he has a specially designed mask to cover the chin. It's like, what is he afraid of? He looks like an idiot. He looks you like a complete fool. Back stick. up the show. Back up the show. Two o'clock. We found out Bonin has COVID. He was around <laughs> Bonin yesterday. He's worried. <laughs> That was other breaking news. Oh, Mike Bonin apparently went down with COVID today and had to be on Zoom. <laughs> so that gets everybody alert. It's one of your coworkers who was there in the chambers with you yesterday. Well, I got a mask up. Well, not none of the other guys aren't uh, wearing a mask. Just Coretz. Maybe Coretz was sitting next to him, but it's a little late now, right? I guess to mask up. Yeah, he's 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 got it already. Uh, if he has it, it's too late. I, Bonin probably had symptoms yesterday, but, you know, he wanted to go and make a speech. Well, so remember all the sniffling he did? Well, well, that was crying, no? Well, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it was the beginning of COVID. It's a great and, word to use when you do talk radio. Just say maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Could be. Could be. Maybe. Maybe. What do I know? I'm not a doctor. I wasn't there. He woke there. up like, ah, oh, but I got to get there. I got to no, make the speech. I think he sounded sick yesterday. Yeah. We'll have full coverage on the whole city council fiasco. Yeah, Nuri Martinez's quit everything. City council president first, now her council position. Oh, another mask went on. Oh, see? Kern Price. Yes. Oh. Now, what made him decide to do it at that moment? Did he get a signal from somebody, a text? 
Mm. But he has it below his nose. That's only half good. Caretz has it all the way to the top That's of his the nose. young guy look. Every time I see that, it's always a young guy it's pulled a, below the nose. It's an act of protest. Well, because people can handle the mouth, but they hate the nose getting covered. It just, that, that, that cuts off your oxygen, your two holes. Yeah. Your two <laughs> intake valves. <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe through my ears. Your intake, Come on. Your intake My holes. anus. <laughs> Not working. What, what do you... <laughs> but I already got underwear there, there too, so... <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to read the scroll. Oh, Bob Blumenfield is now no, talking. Don't tell me. Don't bother. No, this. no, I don't want to. But would this. you put on your damn it's, baseball uh, and stop this? Well, you know, the baseball is in a rain delay. No, it started. What Fox channel? 11. Fox 11. 11. All right. Okay. That'll calm them down. I went off course. <laughs> the rain well, delay lasted so long. It was supposed to start at 1.30, so. Yeah, I know. All right, there we go. There's a baseball game. All right, Much so better. we'll give you all this. We got some great audio to play in the five o'clock hour. Uh, we got to tell you these stories every time they happen. We have to uh, thank the Los Angeles Association of Deputy DAs to put out this story. Back in 2018, the state legislature, well, they passed new rules, new law, which, of course, and this is one of George Gascon's favorite subjects, it deals with juveniles. Someone who's under the age of 18 doesn't understand the consequences of their act. This was Senate Bill 1391, which prohibited prosecutors from charging 14 or 15-year-olds as adults unless they first held a hearing at which a judge concurred that the minor should be treated as an adult. Well, it looks like that didn't happen in the case of a man by the name of Michael Xavier Bell. When he was 15 years old, wow, he broke into a woman's house and once inside, he raped her at gunpoint in front of her eight-year-old son. Bell and his accomplice took turns committing sex assaults, at times pointing a gun at the victim's head and at times pointing it at the eight-year-old son, forcing him to watch. This is pretty, isn't it? You would think that everyone would agree that he should be put away forever. And he was sentenced 53 years to life. Because he was convicted as an adult. But come this 2018 rule, and I guess it's retroactive. we got to go back and take a look at those uh, cases and what happened. And he got released. Here's what the judge said at the time, the sentencing judge. It is this court's intention that this defendant never, never get out of prison. This defendant is incapable of being rehabilitated. This defendant is not someone who should ever be allowed in society. And well, then the judge said that, right? The judge said that. But Bell was allowed back because of 1391, because you can't charge them as adults unless they first held a hearing. And according to this uh, piece by Michelle Hannessy, who's the president of the Association of L.A. Deputy District Attorneys, Jerry Brown and the state legislature, including Rob Bonta, who was in the legislature at the time, Ignored impassioned pleas about how dangerous this legislation was to public safety. So 73 days after he got released, he is now charged with killing a 60-year-old Sacramento man. It's a murder case. Wow. This is so sad. It it, it should make everybody furious. I, I, I mean, you let this guy out. Everybody was warned that you don't let people like this out ever. Because they're sick. 
It's not their age. It's that they have psychotic minds. You can't fix a psychotic mind. Somebody who's psychotically violent has, has a brain disorder that, that can't be fixed unless you give them a lobotomy. And strangely, uh, he's been through the legal system before. As John said, he got 53 years to life. But after a lengthy legal battle, the sentence was reduced to 43 years to life. Back in 2016, guess who argued against his release to keep his lengthy sentence in place? Our then Attorney General Kamala Harris. So, uh, but thanks to this law, which passed in 2018, they got another chance for his release. He was listen, released, and now he's a murderer. Listen to because his, this is an evil person. Listen to the criminal acts while he was in prison. He was convicted twice of new felony battery cases in prison. He had yeah, not no, a model prisoner. He had numerous disciplinary write-ups. In his last years of incarceration, he was charged and convicted of felony vandalism of government property. He was smashing windows of the visiting area. He was even written up for the rape of another inmate. Wow. A complete animal. Yeah. And they let him go, and now he killed the guy. Wow. I mean, that is so sick. And Brown and Bonta and all the rest of them... They should go to prison. They should suffer somewhere, suffer in hell for what they've done here, for all Sick the tragedy stuff. and grief that they've brought to us. Gascon is one of those. Newsom is one of those. All these characters are horrible, horrible people. They've unleashed all this violence, all this tragedy and sadness, this murder on innocent people because of their wacky, weirdo cult religion of progressivism. All right, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, a full recap of more chaos today at the L.A. City Council meeting. They attempted once again to conduct business. They were not successful. Not as many people showed up as yesterday, but they were relentless. We'll play with some of the audio and, of course, the big story. Nuri Martinez has quit the Los Angeles City Council completely. Her lengthy statement, we'll talk a bit about that coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Did you guys get the thunder and lightning? I did. It was great this morning. No, I did not. Yeah, I think you guys are too far north, maybe. It kind of came up from the south and then bent towards the coast. So I think it, yeah. you didn't hear any, John? No, we got a speck of drizzle. Oh, 4.30 to 5.30. It was quite a show of lightning and thunder. It was fantastic. Did you oh. go out and dance in the rain? Well, it's not a good idea to be outside. You well, know, when you, you yeah, do that thing true. where you count the seconds between the, the lightning and the thunder to yeah, see how close. Yeah, he belongs to this group. They go out nude dancing in the rain. Oh. Yeah, they have yeah it did rain eventually, but wow. And it, it just continued. I was like, wow, this is really moving through. And I thought it's got to end soon. And you could still see the lightning and hear the thunder um, for like an hour. I'm sorry it didn't come up farther north. Yeah, I know. I know you appreciate those I, things. Because they don't the, happen that often in Southern California. No, not I saw lightning them in the thunder. forecast. Or and I can, when, unless you're in the mountains, uh, or in the Inland Empire, but not where we are. I don't yeah, like no. thunder and lightning because my dogs get really, really freaked out. And yeah, it's not, oh, you're it's scared not, by everything. I didn't say I was. I said my dogs. My dogs are afraid, so therefore it stresses me out because I'm trying to calm them down. You and the dogs spend half the night under the bed, don't you? <laughs> Give them your gummies or whatever. <laughs> my edibles. You give them your edibles to calm them down. In fact, I'm looking at a story in the ad on top of CBD gummies, <laughs> THC, CBN. Uh, oh, big story today. Uh, this is apparently the highest defam defamation payout ever 
This is that InfoWars guy, Alex Jones. Yes. $965 million has to be paid out according to this jury unless somebody or like a judge reduces it. It is the largest defamation suit damages in U.S. history, surpassing a 1997 case where the amount was about $228 billion. He was already ordered to pay $49 million during the first trial. This trial we're talking about now was in Connecticut. The other one was in Texas. This was so, the Sandy Hook parents from yes. that horrible shooting some years ago, 2012. 20 I think students it was. dead and six yeah. teachers. Little, right. little, little kids. He, like he does with all of these shootings, claims it's a hoax designed to disarm people, to take the guns away. These are all actors, crisis actors. Good mm -hmm. Lord. We've heard this story now for 20 years. Yeah, I know. And the, the, he's a garbage guy. He, he's, he's insane. He apparently held a press conference money. after saying he's going to continue to do what he does. Like no, Parkland. He, he's not going to do Uvalde. this anymore. I guess these are more fake shootings. He's not going to do this anymore. He he's not going to sell that story again. No, no, he, that's he, what he's bragging about today. This will not stop us. Oh, he's just blustering. Yeah, so it's going to stop him. I, he's another one. I don't know if he's if he's insane or he knowingly lies because it makes him a lot of money. He made a lot of money selling that crap because there are all kinds of lunatics. Oh, I know. They you tuned know. in to go. He's telling the real truth. The media but, won't tell us. Yeah, it's a good line. It works on a lot of people. Well, it and, does. And, I mean, and, and, and you know even what? we say on the show, the well, media doesn't tell you the real story, well, like the border, for instance, this right. hour we were talking well, about. So, and, and when you have a, when you have a chaotic situation like we do in America, where there's nothing, there's no one to trust anymore. There's a huge vacuum. There's going to be some people who can fill the vacuum with legitimate information, and there's some people who are going to see a business opportunity and make millions of dollars by uh, instigating uh, all kinds of mayhem. And so he chose that path. I mean, it works. I, it, there are there are a lot of people uh, lonely, living in trailers, wearing their uh, their walrus mustaches, big fat bellies. They got they got their uh, their semi-automatic weapons ready, and they they want to believe what Alex Jones is telling them. And so he gives them what they want, and they they go on his website, they buy the products he's selling. And here's the fallout. You know, you can go on a stupid radio show and say whatever you want, but some of his listeners turned it into threats against the victims' families. A Sandy Hook principal, Dawn Hawksprings, testified that people mailed rape threats to her house. Mark Barden told of how conspiracy theorists urinated on the grave of his seven-year-old son and threatened to dig up the coffin. I These are like off the chart. Wacky. Yeah. No, it, it, you could you could say that Jones said, well, I didn't tell him to do that. But but when you rev people up to this to this degree, well, because, because he he the definition, by the way, he testified, he acknowledged that the shooting was real. Yeah, well, yeah, now he does. Yeah. Yeah. Now on, on for this trial and the other trial, he testified that, you know, he, he had he had made all those charges up. He was lying and he was sorry. In fact, today, I think he said, I, I, I've said I'm sorry, you know, 100 times. I'm not going to say it again. He knows what he did. He's conscious while he's doing this. I guess it's hard for people to understand evil, to understand people without conscious, without consciousness. I guess, you know, it's like the 
the line we have about some big corporations, if you can make more money than you have to pay out in the damages and lawsuits, it's still worth going forward. Right. right? You know that your car is going to kill people. Your product is going to kill people. It doesn't matter to you because you're making the money. The power of greed can overwhelm uh, a, a conscience. Some people really don't have consciences. He doesn't have one. He says that his company, Free Speech Systems, has filed for bankruptcy protection, doesn't have enough to pay over $2 million, but an economist testified in the Texas trial that his company's worth at least $270 million. Isn't, so. that, isn't that shocking, though? <laughs> 270. It, that's what I'm telling you. Look at the market. Look at the audience for that. And he, you know, and he probably has set up some kind of legal structure to protect against That's these kind of damages. That's what people thought, right? He's hiding some of his oh, assets. Oh, there's, there's, there, I'm sure there's a lot of money hidden overseas, hidden in, you know, Cayman Islands bank accounts. I mean, there's a lot of ways to do this. And when you see it coming, and he saw this coming for years, these lawsuits, he'll put it away. He's going to live very nicely. Uh, he's and all, all this, all this public humiliation isn't going to bother him all that much. He'll shake it off. He'll be back to work on Monday. All right, coming up, the full recap of more chaos at the L.A. City Council. Nuri Martinez has officially resigned as an L.A. City Council member. There's still two hanging on. Uh, this morning, the crowd showed up again to demand their resignations. Coming up, John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 